Welcome back to Talking Lead. This is episode 60. And left hand, how's it going, man? And Zeke, it's going good. And great. <laughs> <laughs> Telling you, dude, you got to come up with a new intro. I know. Oh, or I'm going to have to start doing them. It's, what are we going to say? I don't know. Remember the old days we did We had Mexicans that came in and did the intro. <laughs> we need to get an Ed McMahon. An Ed McMahon. Like an announcer. Just like every week he records no, the No, we intro. don't need to go that far with it. <laughs> Gun-wise, what'd you do this week? So gun-wise... Um, Based on the week prior of the uh, the friends I had in and the shooting that we did, I got the clean guns mm-hmm. this week. So I spent uh, the majority of my gun time cleaning uh, ARs, uh, sub two thousands, the uh, six hour P two two six Glocks. What else did I clean? To your, your sack, my sack, your gun sack. Yeah, my okay. gun sack. Just making sure. I think that's all all we took out, but. Uh, you know, I like sitting and watching, uh, getting caught up on TV shows. So I watched The Walking Dead. Got caught up with that. Nice. I just started watching. What is that? Uh, Game of Thrones. Ah, you like it yet? <laughs> oh yeah, I liked it after the first two couple episodes. Nice. Where I'm are you in, at so far? I'm in season two. Like midway, oh okay, so you're pretty deep into it then. Midway through season two. Do you hate the little boy king yet? Oh yeah! Reach to the screen and choke him Except, out. <laughs> okay, I want to slap the smirk off his face. He's a little douchebag, but he makes the show interesting, though. There's, yeah. there's no doubt about it. But I'm surprised all the like key role people that they kill off. Oh like, yeah! Oh, wow! I thought yeah, he'd be like a major one. figure. Yeah, yep. just lop their heads off. Bam! He but. was on the cover of the freaking DVD case. Oh, we may have just ruined it for some people. Oh well, sorry. <laughs> Spoiler alert! Spoiler well, me. Alert. I didn't ask you yet. You always you cut me off, dude. You cut me off every time. So what'd you do? <laughs> F- you. <laughs> uh, I didn't do a whole heck of a lot. I did uh, Just go online searching for some websites. <laughs> Porn sites? No. Sounds like one. Your wife hadn't seen those sites yet, has she? There's a new one called Ammoho.com. No, I knew it. I knew and, it. and there You're is a code there for us. Looking there, for there's sites. a code for us called talk, just Inner Talking Lead. But they, it's a local company. I think it just launched this week. I know it just launched this week. Uh, and they have uh, reloaded ammo from a local company that's owned by veterans. It's like Ammoho. Yeah, that's like what they land meant ho. by it. But I think there's a little guerrilla marketing play on words, which is pretty funny. Yeah. And the website, uh, their prices look a little high, but all the shipping is included in it. So that's one thing I noticed. I went well, and started they're an up-and-coming company, too. They don't have a big selection. I looked on there, too. They don't have a big selection yet. But, uh, you know, if you're looking for, what, 40, 380, 45? Nine. I didn't see any nine on yeah, there. Yeah, there's nine on there. There's nine? You sure? Mm-hmm. Yeah, on the second page, I think. Okay, maybe I just missed that page. But, uh, yeah, so... I didn't see any rifle ammo. Do they have yeah. rifle ammo? No, they don't have rifle ammo. Not yet. 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 Right. It's to come. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, but yeah, it's funny. They've got like comical things and sayings on there. They just don't what, take it too seriously. What's the code? Talking lead. One word. And then also Mid-South Munitions was another ammo site that I went to. They are, they're not in Tennessee, but they're on the Tennessee border down, I believe, in Mississippi. But mm-hmm. we interact on, uh, uh, phew, what the heck is that picture site? Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Um, I have no idea. There's so many that pop up every week. And come to find out, they listen to us. 
and I told him I would put up some of our older episodes Sorry. last week. Sorry, guys. I apologize. Yeah. I think they listen to us while they're actually loading ammo. But anyways. Oh, we don't Mid-South. tell people that. Holy crap, they'll <laughs> never buy it now. Mid-South Munitions, give them a shout out too. And then we got a special guest. In uh, the house. In, but uh, you may or may not have heard of this this company that makes these things called rifles that uh, is called LWRC. It's not like they were on the cover of Recoil the last issue or anything. Yeah, this month's issue of Recoil, the big white one, you've probably seen it on the stands. Yeah, it's awesome. It says the Empire called and they want their gun back. <laughs> awesome. We've got Adam Peeney with us. Adam, how's it going, man? Good, man. Loving life. Uh, just got back from the gym a little while ago, but uh, you know, having a good time and excited to be on doing this with you guys. Sweet. Good deal. So you're hitting the gym, huh? Yeah, I got uh, to get off my butt and try to get a little bit healthier, you know, having a six-year-old causes you to uh, be running around doing a lot of things and yes. i want to be here for a while so you know you and me both we need to do some kind of like public bet or something so we can motivate each other well hey, man, we could do that next year at shot show you know we could weigh ourselves next week and then whoever's lost the most by shot show next year you know the loser buys dinner and drink yeah we could do something like that or maybe you know that's not fair though because i'm taller it takes a lot to lose my weight maybe we can do percentage of weight loss i'm hearing a bunch of excuses right now takes a yeah, lot to lose my weight. fatter than you, so I think it evens out somehow. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, we'll come up with something. Well, what you need to do is you need to go by what's acceptable for your for your height. That's what you go by. Do you have a goal weight you want to get to? No, I just want to feel better and okay. you know, not be totally smoked after you know doing baseball and lacrosse practice with my kid. Where do yeah. you live? Uh, I live on the eastern shore of Maryland. Okay. Yeah, well, a little bit of a uh, an interesting state to live in. and Especially now. Right but, you know, it's fun. It's gorgeous out here. Plenty of fishing, hunting, all that good stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of outdoor, outdoor activities to do out there. Now, we've got a Tough mutter coming up in Tennessee. Uh, was it June? June 7th. June 7th. We've got, you know, several people signed up to do it with us right now. We've got a team. Uh, I think we've got 11 or 13 people that have signed up for it right now. There's no limit to the amount of people that we can have. Uh, would you like to join our team? That's a motivation right there. <laughs> Yeah, the, the only issue, and this is not a cop out at all, is it's hard for me to plan anything with my travel schedule. Oh, that's true. You're the head of head of sales or the head sales guy for LWRC, right? Yep. Yeah, I'm the senior guy there. I've been at uh, LWRC for. It's funny, actually. Uh, on the first of this month it was two years. Oh so. wow! Nice. Congrats. Happy anniversary. Thank you. I I really appreciate it. That's very sweet of you. Do you get a watch or anything <laughs> uh, for your second anniversary? No, I get a paycheck on the next cycle. <laughs> they don't. They don't give you maybe like a barrel or a, a four-in grip or a, you know something like that. Yeah, <laughs> no, like that. Uh, that recoil gun you're talking about. They let me play with that all the time. So, that's, oh, that's cool. It's pretty awesome, huh? Yeah, it's got its perks. I will say that. And the gun we're talking about is the that uh, is the uh, the PDW. The PDW, right? Yeah, we brought it out last year as a concept gun. Got a lot of great, uh, you know, feedback on it, and this year we made it a production item, and uh, it should be rolling into dealers within the next, you know, two three months. You know, because with it being a short barreled rifle, it's got to have ATF approval. Mm-hmm. Right. But you should you should start seeing the five five six version in that soon, and then the six eight hopefully uh, by late summer is, is hopefully the plan. And that's the one that's featured in the magazine. It's the six eight. Yeah, okay. yeah, if you, if, and it's funny because there's a typo. If you look at the cost of it, it says twenty three dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Does it really? Yeah, no, it's, it, I think they fixed it because it says twenty three hundred dollars. Oh man, there's some out there that are like 
It's literally just says the dollar sign, then 23. 23. And y'all got <laughs> flooded with calls, didn't and you? And I'm going to call you guys and say, it says 23. Misrepresentation. Uh, yeah, you call me up and I'm like, yeah, listen, it sounds like I'm hanging up, but click. <laughs> false advertising. False advertising. So what'd you do with guns this week? You know what? I really didn't do a lot. Uh, I was traveling in Wisconsin last weekend um, doing some stuff with a suppressor company called Griffin Armament. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't get a chance to shoot. Um so I've been back here, and I've just been re- uh, reloading 260 for the last few days. So that's really about all I've done this week. Reloading yeah. 260. Oh, uh, it's a. I'm a big 6.5 caliber junkie. I own a bunch of stuff in 6.5. Um, 260 Remington, 6.5 Creedmoor, 6.5 by 55. So gotcha. uh, precision rifle is my game, and that's what I love playing with. And to get anything in those calibers, you got to load it. So. That's what I spend 90% of my time doing when I'm not with my kid. And we'll talk a little bit more about you and LWRC in a second, but right now it's time for our jack wagon train. Who rides Semper Fi, do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. It is time for the talking lead jack wagon of the week, so brace yourself, baby. So this week's jack wagons, I've got two, and it's going to sound like one of my rants from back when we first started. But the first one, the state of Tennessee, along with a lot of other states, it doesn't really have to do with guns, but it ticked me off so bad when I actually heard it explained to me that I got pretty hot, and I was like, I got to throw this on the jack wagon train. But meth is a big problem in Tennessee and a lot of other states, and one of the main ingredients of meth is pseudoephedrine. Well, I understand to get pseudoephed now, you have to go to the counter, give your driver's license. I get that. They need to track it to see who's buying tons of it and maybe track them down. But there's legislation coming where you will have to get a prescription for Sudafed. So, what? Yeah. So you would have to, like my kids, the only thing that clears them up sometimes is Sudafed. Same thing with me. Like I can take Claritin, Zyrtec, everything. But if I take Sudafed, I'm clear within an hour. Well, now I'm going to have to go pay 150 bucks, whatever it is, to the doctor just to get a freaking prescription for a $5 box of Sudafed. And do you really think that they're putting this legislation into act to protect us from the, the mean old drug dealers, or is this to line the pockets of the med industry? Well, they're going to have to supplement something because what we got going now is hurting everybody <clears throat> well, in the that's, medical field. I mean, that's, that's the only reason that they're doing that. Yeah. I mean, the few people that would go and do that are inconsequential and they could they could spot them out of a you know a, a wood pile if they wanted to. Oh yeah, but they're very easy to spot and detect people that are doing it for nefarious reasons. Well, and we're back to similar so to gun it's, laws. It's going back to money. They're, well, they're doing it for the money and and gun laws. The gun laws that they make, if they try to ban stuff, are only going to be obeyed by law-abiding citizens. Like we've said a million times on the show. Mm-hmm. Same thing with this. The only people that are going to go to the doctor pay out the wazoo to get a prescription for their kids or themselves are the law-abiding citizens so whoever's coming up with that legislation i don't know exactly who it is but it's in the state of tennessee and a lot of other states are trying to do that welcome to jack wagon train the next one and anybody out there that's listening to this who's a podcaster or likes a lot of podcasts please jump on board with this no matter who if you if you like the guy or not adam carolla has a podcast out there it's one of the most downloaded podcasts in history there's a thing called, we've all heard of internet trolls where people get on the internet and they troll your YouTube account, your podcast, your website, whatever, and they just dog you or whatever. There is a thing called a patent troll. And what they do is they go around and find things that look successful, see if there's a patent on it, and they go and they try to get a patent done on something that somebody else did. Well, podcasts were not patented. 
And now this company is going to the bigger podcast, which will, if they win, it would eventually hurt us too and every other podcast out there. And saying, we own the patent to podcast. We own podcast. And Adam Carolla is starting a defense fund for that. Whether you like his views on anything else or not, he's the only one coming up with this. And it's going to benefit every podcaster out there. They've come out. They've said that we own podcasts. We're going to sue you. We're going to shut down all these podcasters, blah, blah, blah. Hopefully, it's going to be an easy, open-shut case. He's going to win. But they're threatening a lot of litigation with this. So it may take a while. So he's doing putting together a defense fund. And if you go Google Adam Carolla patent trolls, P-A-N-T-E-N-T trolls, uh, you'll be able to link to that. So those patent trolls out there that are trying to say they own podcasts just because they heard of podcasts and went out and got a patent on it, welcome to the Jack Wagon Train. And this may go on for a while. I, I don't think they can, I mean, I don't see the, you know, the ground that they would stand on because it's a, technically it's a public forum. Right. You have free speech. on. So I, I don't see how you could without infringing on the right of free speech. Exactly. And I okay. don't think they'll win. There's only been a couple of patent trolls that have actually won their case. So, Adam, we ask a few questions to all of our guests. Uh, first one being, how did you originally get into firearms? Uh, it's funny. I started a, a long time ago, um, and my uncle started me by – we went to a, a – a, a, I shouldn't say a park, but like basically like a wooded area and stuff. And I learned how to shoot with uh, 22s, just shooting into a bullet trap. And that, I did that probably around eight, nine years old. And that's really what sparked the interest. Um, I got into working in firearms. Uh, I, I did everything from mop floors, clean toilets, sell guns. Uh, eventually got up into running a gun shop and then made the switch two years ago to work in the actual industry. And that's where I've been ever since. So. It's been a lifelong passion and something I truly do. Um, being a naturally competitive person by nature, I've shot everything from cowboy action to USPSA to trap skeet sporting clays. If you can be competitive with a gun, I've probably shot it. Yeah, it's it's a, it's definitely a you know a kind of a, a adrenaline junkie thing. I love doing it. Anytime I can make loud noise and burn up powder, I'm all about it. Do you uh, you remember the first gun you ever owned? It's funny i actually didn't buy my first gun until i turned 21 i shot a lot of you know i borrowed a lot of people's uh you know guns when we would go shoot uh shotgun and stuff like that but my parents are pretty like anti-gun so <laughs> oh, I wow. turned, that's counterproductive I turned, for you isn't it? Like, i'm blazing the trail and going to get a, a handgun and i bought a glock 17 and it's been downhill ever since they're addictive aren't they yeah it's, it's uh it's like pokemon you want to collect them all that's what <laughs> That's what happened to me. My first was a Glock 22, and uh, yeah, like you said, it just kind of goes downhill from there. Well, it's funny. I, I get one of each. I live by the rule now. It's like you know, he who dies with the most toys wins. So I'm planning on being the king of that mountain. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I got some competition. When it comes to pop culture, what is your go-to? Whether it be a movie, a book, a song. A TV show. What is your go-to that's firearms related? Music is everything to me. Um, books are probably second, but music is where it is. It's very emotionally driven. You can connect with lyrics that were written, you know, twenty years ago or twenty minutes ago. Uh, it's a very spiritual thing to me. So when I used to shoot competitive shotgun, um, instead of wearing earplugs, I'd wear noise-canceling headphones and listen to everything from you know heavy metal to hip hop to classical music. 
just because it would either amp me up to where I needed to shoot competitively, mm-hmm. or if I was so jacked up, it could bring me down to where I could be level and make smart decisions. So go to music all the way, and it, it really doesn't matter what it is. What about yeah. firearm related? <laughs> Firearm related, not general pop culture, man. <laughs> no, that's a good answer. Man. No, I'm I like kidding. His answer. I'm that was a great answer. So, <laughs> what's uh, your what's your favorite uh, genre of music, dude? That's a, you're, I'm a horrible person to ask. Um, <laughs> I, I love it all. Uh, you know, and I can change, you know, my my niche by you know five minutes. Um, if I had to say go to like absolute like what I love and I can listen to it anytime, it's probably going to be uh, probably Christian metal. I would say. Jars of Clay? <laughs> That's not metal. <laughs> Groups like, um, like uh, um, The Devil Wears Prada, August Burns Red. I can just turn into and go. Did you ever about uh, six years ago hear of a Christian metal band called Dying Man? No, nah, I never heard of them. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> was that you? <laughs> that was my band. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, then they cut this in. Oh, yeah, dude. They should have won awards. They were, <laughs> <laughs> they were robbed. <laughs> I can't picture you doing anything but clubbing people. <laughs> <laughs> me, Zeke. Me, club Dude, you on head. Come here now. <laughs> he put, He came up to me at SHOT Show, and I instantly like went for my knife because I'm like, I can't fight him off. He just came up like, hey, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to have to stab you to death. <laughs> <laughs> Get away from me, Sasquatch. <laughs> like Lou from Four Guys Guns is tall, and anybody who makes him look short <laughs> – Terrifying. Okay, when it comes to what's in your arsenal, has there ever been or is there currently a gun you own that there's a little part of you that's embarrassed to say that you owned it? Oh, that's a, that's a toughie. Um, oh, it's it's the worst gun I've ever shot in my life, but it was also like the first centerfire handgun I ever shot. Uh-huh. It's a Smith Smith and Weston sixty nine oh six. It's the big it's the biggest turd cannon of all time, <laughs> but. It was what got me into handguns, and I was like, yeah, you know, I kind of have an intrinsical connection to it, but it never gets shot. It stays in the back. And So what's so bad about it? Oh, it's just awful. The sights are terrible. The trigger's awful. They only run like 10% of the time. It's just... Just clumsy feeling. Is that the one that looks like a hybrid between a 1911 and a Sig 226? Not really. Okay. I mean, it was when uh, Smith was doing all their, their metal, you know, double-action pistols. It's just... Yeah. It's a nine millimeter, and it was funny because I knew it was a, a piece of crap when I first shot it because my dad took me to a range very reluctantly, and they were like, "Yeah, shoot the Smith and Wesson; it's great." I didn't get a mag through it before it just crapped the bed. <laughs> Which model was it? Sixty-nine or six? Is there a gun you had you got rid of that you want to get back? My first handgun I ever bought a, Gl- a Glock seventeen. Generic did nothing special to it, but you know it was the first gun I bought and. You know, I always tout this thing that, oh, you know, firearms are tools. They have no no value other than money. And, you know, I, I'd sell whatever my safe if you gave me money for it. And just that gun was the first one I ever bought, and it's the only one that I will ever get. But funny story is I sold it through a shop that I started working for. Mm-hmm. So I got a serial number, and I'm like, I, I told the owner, I was like, if ever comes back in, I don't care the price, I will buy it back. Is it a Gen 2 or Gen 3? Uh, it was a Gen 3 17. I really wanted a 19, but they didn't have it. They only had this like Gucci'd up tallow edition with a polished slide and a <laughs> gold lettering. It, it was way too gaudy for me. So he was like, well, just try a 17. It's a little bit bigger. And I fell in love with it. And that's why I have four Glock 17s now. You know, I've never talked about to mine talk. that I got rid of that I want back. Would you start stuttering? 
Max Headroom. I bet a lot of people know who Max Headroom is. All right, Zeke, what's the one firearm you ever regret selling? Oh, well, I talked about it a lot when we first had the show, but I had, and it sounds cheesy, but I freaking love this thing, and it was dead on accurate. The uh, Magnum Research uh, Mr. 40 Eagle, all it is is a Walther P99 copy, but I freaking loved that gun, and I sold it to get a Glock 19. I'm glad I had my Glock 19, but... I wish I had that one back too. So hey, that's why they made Gunbroker. Yes, sir. When it comes to your bucket list of guns, what's the top of your list right now? What's next on it? Uh, to shoot or own? To own, to possess. Yeah, because yours like, all uh, yours. Owning it gets very perverse because being in the industry, you get to shoot a lot of stuff. <clears throat> right. So now, now I'm at the point where I've shot all the machine guns that I wanted to shoot, shot all the handguns, and now I want to blow <laughs> up and usually like, explode. <laughs> so you're you're in a unique. A position where most people aren't to where you do get to actually go out and try all these different things out to get oh, yeah. an I idea mean, like, right of what now, you would like, like to own. I want to shoot javelin missiles and blow up. <laughs> <laughs> like it gets really bad. Um, my pinnacle list. Um, it, it's really a toss up between either owning a, you know, it's going to be a machine gun, either a MP5 or an M16. I will, I will have one one day. just when I'm well off enough and the, the MP5. Yeah. And, I'd like to have one of those. Yeah, you know, it's neat because they're both pretty versatile. Like you can make an M16 anything you want. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter the caliber, you can make it anything you want. And MP5s because they're a registered sear, you can kind of do the same thing with uh, HK hosts. You can run it on 53s, 91s. You know, you can make it anything from a nine millimeter to 308. It doesn't matter. Now you were saying earlier that you do rifle competitions. Is it mostly like long range, or do you do like the three gun style, or? Uh, I mostly long range precision stuff is what I do. Um, this is my first year shooting the PRS series, which is a, a precision tactical match that they hold, you know, throughout the year, at various different locations. But, um, I've shot, I shoot a lot of, uh, high power silhouette, NRA long range, uh, local steel matches. I kind of, kind of do it all. What's your longest shot you've got? Uh, longest that I've ever shot was 1235. Would you shoot it with? I shot it with 338 Norma. Norma. I don't yeah, think I've ever heard, heard of that. Heard of that. Uh. It, it's an interesting caliber. Um, actually, um, General Dynamics made a uh, a 240 Golf in that caliber as a squad support machine gun, which is totally insane. But um, basically, in the 338, the two high horsepowers are either 338 Lapua or 338 Norma. Lapua is obviously commercially more successful, mm-hmm. but Norma ballistically is better. It's a little bit shorter case. A uh, different uh, shoulder angle, but it's designed to shoot the uh, the 320 grain uh, Sierra's the best. So um, it doesn't need a special action like the Lapua does. You can run them in long actions. It just all around, it's a better shooting, but it's a super niche cartridge. Hmm. Do you load those yourself? When I get a, a 338, absolutely. Anything um, precision rifle. There's good factory ammo, but no factory ammo will ever shoot the way hand loads do. Anything rifle, I I load for. Whether it's six eight or any of my six five calibers, you know, I load for it all. Makes sense. Yeah, and I've never been one to load for, you know, because you have cost and performance. Either it's so astronomically expensive you have to load, or you know, you're loading because anything in that market, you know, it, the performance isn't there. Adam, you know? you're you're becoming the world's most interesting man. <laughs> you know what? I try to be. You know, I have a. You are. I'm serious. Cougar named Susan behind me. She's great. Uh, you know, you, I try to be very interesting to people. Have Have you won awards for your game face alone? 
Uh, absolutely. Who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> but do you drink Dos Equis? No, I actually, um, I don't really drink that much. I man. don't normally drink beer, but when I do. Yeah, I mean, when I drink, it's like, you know, Glenn Fittage or McAllen. McAllen. There you yes. go. Good yeah. man. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a big scotch and bourbon guy. That's a, the, the stuff I'm currently consumed by and love is uh, something my buddy Ryan turned me on. Uh, it's called 1773 Texas Straight Bourbon. It is delicious. Mm-hmm. I have to have it uh, smuggled up from the great state of Texas. <laughs> have you had Balvenie yet? Single malt. No, I haven't. Oh, I just finished a bottle. <laughs> Actually, I finished it on the op- last Opcom on I was on with you guys. If you if you like scotch, yes, um, I like Glenn single Fitch- malt. I hate blended. Okay, Glen Fittich. 16-year, it's called Nordova. It's a single-barrel, single malt. It's actually aged in American bourbon barrels. Outstanding. It's six, like 65 or 70 bucks a bottle, but it is insane good. Better than McAllen 25-year? Well, dude, come on. That's, <laughs> that's like comparing Hondas to Ferraris. You just <laughs> I've only had it once, and I had one glass, and it yeah. was like heaven in your mouth. Until you realize that you were totally broke because of Not it. Not even going there. Yeah, somebody else bought it for me, so I was good. You can't beat that. Introduce me to that person. Yeah, yeah. What's going on with LWRC now? What uh, Y'all got anything new coming out? Is it mainly you're just pushing the stuff from... Well, actually, Thought tell Show, tell us about LWRC. Yeah. Tell us about your company. Give uh, us give us your sales pitch. Like, we're we're a, we're a gun store, and we, we've we never heard of you. You ain't got to do that. Just, yeah, you do. just shoot the <laughs> with us, man. A little bit of history on us. Um... You know, we started out as an R&D firm, developing our, our short-stroke piston system. Uh, 2009, we moved up from uh, we moved from Springfield, Virginia, to Cambridge, Maryland, where we are now, and really got serious about you know the gun business and selling rifles. And uh, you know, we just have evolved from there. We went from our standard M6A2 rifles all the way up into our new individual carbine rifles. Uh, it's a it's a very Oh man, I hate being put on the spot like this, but uh, <laughs> uh, it, it's definitely a premium grade gun. We th- you know we offer it at a great price. We actually funny that most places every year have a price increase. We haven't increased our prices in five years. We've actually lowered them to make them a little more affordable on certain models. So there's no real company doing that now. Uh, all of our guns feature cold hammer forged barrels. We give lifetime warranty, which is transferable, which is awesome. If you buy one of our guns secondhand, you still have the same warranty. That see, I've never heard that before. Are you the only one in the industry doing it? Only one, as far as I know. Uh, we off we warranty our barrels for twenty thousand rounds, which again, nobody else is currently doing. Uh, you know, and we kind of tout ourselves as having the best customer service in the industry. You know, you can call up the factory tomorrow and talk with me. You know, I love talking to people. I love being out doing demos and stuff. But we're all very approachable. We're all super young, and you know we love shooting. It's our big thing. You know, that's one thing you don't see a lot in the industry anymore is uh, you know shooters that actually work there. So you know we're proud to say that, and we love what we do, and we love the products that we make, and you know all the guns that are built are built by hand, and you know by individuals. They're not machine assembled, so you're getting truly a hand built custom rifle at a you know at a production cost. You're all very approachable unless you look like a giant Sasquatch. Then you're going to get stabbed in the face. I was going to run you through up my strider. I wasn't going to lie to you. (laughs) (laughs) So so tell us what's uh, on the horizons for LWRC. I mean, we see the uh, the PDW here on recoil, but I know you guys got some other things in the hopper. 
Yeah, we actually released a lot at SHOT Show. Um, you know, last year was our introduction of our IC line or our individual carbine line. Um, this year, we're, we're finally making the steps away from our, you know, our older products, the M6 series, and everything's going uh, to, in 5.56, you'll have the IC configurations, be it, uh, you know, an enhanced or an SPR. All of our guns will be complete ambi, which is, uh, you know, we're the first true ambi lower on the market with bolt catch release, magazine release, and safety selector. Uh, we also introduced our 6.8 line, which is a proprietary 6.8 platform. And what was really cool about that is it was a three-way partnership between us, Magpul, and ATK. Magpul designed a 6.8 30-round PMAG. We designed the gun around it, and then ATK made a specific uh, defense and hunting and target round for it. So it was a really cool project. It's actually taken off really well, um, something we're super proud of. Um, stuff that we released this year is our new uh, 6.8 Razorback, which is a hog and coyote and deer hunting specific rifle it's going to be in burnt bronze it actually ships with 500 rounds of ammunition sweet yeah that's been killer um we're going to have some stuff on guns and ammo tv about it uh what else is going on oh my god we got so much stuff um, isn't the six eight the one left hand that uh brian bolivar and trevor kept telling us we needed to get into the six eight <clears throat> dude it's the canadians no it was either that or is it the six the six five maybe we were talking about the three hundred blackout and then they were going to a comparable round of the three hundred blackout it was a it was another seven it's six eight um well that's kind of the when you get into niche calibers the two top tier is a six eight and three hundred blackout mm-hmm. so you either kind of buy one or the other because most of those guys buying them are using them for hunting so yeah. ballistic this was another three hundred variant. Is what it was. And not really familiar with that. Um, I will, I'll be coming up in the, there's, I did an article with um, uh, Special Weapons and Tactics Magazine when I was down in uh, Georgia. They did an article on our new ICPSD. Uh, I'll be in that. Um, this year we, re- we released so many new models. For short barrels, you've obviously got the PDW on the cover of Recoil. Um, we have our ICPSD, which is bringing our old M6 PSD up into the new Ambi features and the new slick rail. Uh, in our Reaper 308 variants, we've had a lot of requests for like the last two three years to uh, make our 20 inch a spiral fluted barrel. So we did that. Um, so I mean, we've got a ton of new products. Uh, you know, we're definitely shifting into the family lines that we want to go with. Now, question for you that everybody out there that knows about LWRC is wanting us to ask. Why are they so damn expensive sometimes? Like I said, it, it's a it's a custom built gun that we build in house. We use you know parts that nobody else uses. Um, they like said we use a forty one V forty five cold hammer forge barrel, which offers great stress relief properties. Um, it's Nikor coated, which is or has the Nikor surface conversion, which is an acidic salt bath that we submerge the barrels into. It opens the pores of the metal, brings the carbon to the top, and case hardens it. Oh wow. So you, you know, you get double the life of most other barrels, but it also fills in any nicks and divots in the rifling, so you get a more concentric bore the entire way of the barrel. So it's not something where you see a $2,500 base AR-looking rifle, and it's just because it's custom and they thought they could charge more. Y'all actually put a lot into it. Oh, absolutely. Not I mean, to mention their warranty, you know, it's, oh, yeah. trans- it's transferable yeah. also. 
our goal at the end of the day That's is when, a our huge rifle, value. when our rifle leaves the factory, we never want to see it again. We want you to enjoy it. Um, we kind of joke and call them investment grade rifles. Because, you know, it's going to be a gun that's going to last you enough to hand down to your children and, and all the way down. You know, we want to support our customers. We never want guns to come back for any issues. So we stride in extra QC and quality parts to do that. You know, you say investment grade. I've seen used ones come through gun shop, and they're usually about the same price as a new one, and they sell within a week. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a hot commodity. Um, everybody kind of knows our reputation, and they hold their value well. Um you know, and it's it, there's a huge demand out there for it because people know who we are and how we stand by our guns, and you know who we are as people. You know, that, that, that's a lot of a lot of things when people meet us and they're like, "Wow!" And we tell them our stories and stuff. Like last year, uh, my my ten and a half inch machine gun, I shot fifty six thousand rounds through it with no malfunctions, and that was shooting Wolf, Tula, Brown Bear, Silver Bear. XM one ninety three, M eight five five, Mark two sixty six or two sixty two. You name it, I've I've burned through it. Um, I rebarreled it after that because it went to it went from being about an inch and a half gun at the start of its life, and then when I rebarreled it, it was a four inch gun. So if you know anything about mill standards, rack grade M sixteen is only expected to shoot four inches at a hundred yards. So even after all those rounds, it was still as good as a brand new you know M sixteen. Hmm. Interesting. It says a lot. You travel around a lot. You meet a lot of people. You said you've you've done uh, some interviews and some articles with uh, some people that we know. Mac, I think you've been on his YouTube channel a couple yep, times. Yeah, Tim's um, an awesome dude. Um, I met Tim two years ago when I was up in his neck of the woods visiting some dealers, and I let him shoot one of our original prototype ICs that we submitted to mil- the military. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we just became friends after that. And uh, I had, was out there last year doing another demo. And he's like, dude, if you can stay an extra day, we'll go shoot some long range stuff and we'll do a video. And, uh, you know, it, it was a great time. He's such an awesome dude to talk with and unbelievably knowledgeable. I, I loved him. He's, I can't speak enough good about him. Yeah, he's a, he's a great guy. We got to meet him. Uh, was it the first time we met him at the Georgia shoot? Yeah, at, at the, the Georgia shoot. Iraq Vet eight 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 eight. We shoot. did a couple of videos with him, and then yeah. um, we hung out with him again at Shot Show before he yeah. got sick. He was like the Walking Death at Shot Show. Yeah, yeah, he was pretty sickly. Now you also did recently. I don't know how recent it was, but you did a video with a guest that we had on last week, Argo J. Yeah, yeah. yeah at a FOP um, function there in Wisconsin. Want to hear a funny story about that? Shoot? Absolutely. Okay. Um, I was up there doing a doing the FOP shoot. It's put on by one of my dealers named Nelson Tactical. Um, great shop, probably the premier one in the state of Wisconsin. And it was the second time we did it, so I kind of knew what I was going in. You know, I bring a bunch of machine guns and let you know police officers shoot and you know let people try out our guns. You know, it's very fun to be out in the public that way. And I was in the Green Bay Packers that came out. You know, a bunch of guys from the Packers own our guns. They're all very, very nice guys, and uh, you know, a couple of them wanted to learn how to shoot machine guns. So I left the booth real quick, ran up there, and was showing them how to use it, you know, how to control a gun when it's in full auto. And I'm looking at a piece of steel that's about you know, 30, 40 yards from me, and I turn my head to the left, and I see a guy squeeze off around it from a 45 at a really weird angle. I hear it, the bullet hit steel, and then it felt like somebody hit me in the head oh. with a hammer. I look down, there's half of a 45 on the ground, and my shirt just turns red. Oh, man. 
So it's funny. If you look at um, Argo's Instagram, he made a funny meme about me because I got shot in the face in Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, it was just uh, – it, uh, it was interesting time. It was the first time I'd ever had a head wound and I didn't know it bled that bad. And I lucked out that one of the, uh, the part-time SWAT guys is a full-time plastic surgery or plastic surgeon that specializes in breast augmentation. <laughs> What a combo. Where are you going with this? SWAT member. (laughs) Like, this is a 100% true story. I couldn't make it up. So I'm sitting there. I run back to my bag. I pull my med kit, and I put gauze on my head. And uh, his name was Brian, the awesome guy. He comes over, and he's like, yeah, you're going to need to – we're going to need to stitch that up, or you're going to pass out from blood loss. And I'm like, oh, great. Sit down on the bench, and he pulls out all of his med kit, um, you know, needles everything you need and he's like yeah i've got it all except one thing and i'm like let me guess something to numb the pain silicone he's like, <laughs> he's like bingo you got a first guess good job oh damn <laughs> so i gotta sit there i'm biting my lip as he's running stitches through my face and i look around at one point and it's like 15 police officers 20 green bay packers just all huddled around me i'm like <laughs> how many people get to say this i stood up and a couple of guys from the packers were like damn dude that was pretty hardcore <laughs> See, you're wanting to scream and shout, but with all these freaking uh, football players and SWAT dudes around you, you're sucking it up, right? <laughs> it, it wasn't that bad. My adrenaline was pumping pretty hard, so I guess that's what it was. Because I went home and I talked to my doctor, and he's like, yeah, you, you, I lucked out big time because if I hadn't turned, the bullet would have entered my right eye socket. Mm. And then when I did turn, it impacted a centimeter away from an artery that runs up my face. Oh, my gosh. Jeez. So it was that one in a million shot, and I will be 100% legit and tell you guys I was not wearing eye protection. It was a very, very bad move on my part. I only thought I was going to be up there for like a minute or two, show them how to do it and leave, and that was enough to almost change my life. Prime example of why you always wear your eyes and ears at the range. Absolutely. I much rather would have lost a $100 pair of Oakleys than ever have that happen again. So, yeah, now I carry a yeah, full-time no souvenir from Wisconsin in my face. But, man, you can't beat that story. No, that's an awesome story. <laughs> I'm sorry that it happened to you, but, man, that was a good story. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Sometimes, you know the whole saying, chicks dig scars. So yeah, man. Go forever. I got Especially a nice, now you can go, I got shot. <laughs> I got a nice Harry Potter scar on my cranium right above my uh, right eye. Oh, did you get a scope kiss? No. no. It's, it's more of an interesting story. <laughs> it's incredibly interesting. <laughs> you want I, to tell, go ahead I, and tell it now. Have so, I not told this you've story You've never before? told it. Not on air. All right. So at the time, I had two Great Danes, uh, Buka and Oshi. Buka's the dad. Oshi's the, the son, which we still have. He's mas- one of the mascots of the show. Um, one of the biggest Danes I've ever seen in my life. He, he's a good boy. My parents live on a river. So we were going down, and we got a boat, and we got a new motor. So I put the motor on, and I was taking the boat out to test the motor. And uh, I was trying to get them to get in the boat to go with me. Well, Buka has been, you know, many times with me before. Oshi was a little skittish, so he wouldn't get in the boat. So we left him on the dock. Buka got in the boat with me. And I was just going to do a lap around the bridge and come back, which is about, you know, 200 yards away. So we start heading out. I'm looking back. Oshi's... You know, on the dock, waving us, you know, saying, Buen Viaggi, whatever. And I don't, you know, I don't look back until we start turning around. Well, as I'm coming back toward the dock, I don't see him at the dock anymore. So I just assume he ran back up to the house to hang out with everybody up there. So I'm pulling around to the boat slip, and I see him in there. I see this animal floundering around for their life, and it's Oshi. He fell in somehow, or he jumped in, I don't know. But 
You also need to know that Oshi's deaf and he can't hear. The way the dock is facing when he fell in the boat slip, he can't see anything except out towards the water. So he can't see shoreline or anything like that. And it's a good, you know, four feet uh, to the top of the to the dock from the where the water is in the in the boat slip. Instinctually, I mean, I just I'm like, oh, so I throw the engine in neutral. I jump out of the boat. Uh, and at this point, the boat is perpendicular to the boat dock. So I jump in, go get him, not thinking that, you know, I've got an unmanned boat with a dog in it that's floating down the river. <laughs> a big Great Dane. So I, I swim over. I As soon as I get to him, he drops like a rock. I mean, I don't know how long. We were gone maybe four or five minutes. Apparently, he was treading water the whole time because he was exhausted. He dropped like a rock. I went down, got him pulled him up and uh he's not i mean he's so exhausted he can't you know how you would expect a dog maybe to claw you trying to survive and save itself he didn't he just hung on for dear life so that gave me the opportunity to free up one of my hands and reach up to the dock and you know try to figure a way to pull us out of this so the ladder is on the opposite side over on the sun deck so I've got to crawl through the boat slip around the other side of the dock to the boat slip to get to the ladder. So as I'm making my way, feeling my way with one hand and holding him, as I'm reaching, my hand hits something, and as I'm pulling, it comes. it's not secured on the dock, and it comes forward. Well, it's an anchor, it, and it hits me right smack dab in the forehead. The next thing I remember is waking up underwater with a big pool of blood in front of me, thinking, what the hell just happened? Where am I? So I start swimming up. <laughs> I'm like, oh, crap. On my way up, here's Oshi on his way down again. <laughs> so I grab him, and I come back up. And when I get up, I can't see anything because I got blood in my eye. I mean, it's just gushing out. But I finally find the dock, and I get back up and get my, my uh, foothold, so to speak, with my hand. What, what do you cut with? Your handhold? My handhold. <laughs> get a good foothold with my hand. Get a foothold with my hand. With my hand. But by this time, luckily... Somebody thought it strange that a dog would be piloting a boat by himself. <laughs> uh, that's totally normal. Uh, so uh, my, our neighbor was on a jet ski, got the boat, brought the boat back around uh, with Buka, and he sees me, a bloody mess, hanging on the side of the dock with the uh, with the puppy. <laughs> and luckily, uh, you know, he came by and he he helped us out and saved the day. But that's the story of my my scar. I saved my good boy. Good boy Oshi from drowning. Luckily, Oshi wasn't the size he is now. Then, oh my God, that would have been that <laughs> would have been impossible. Have, he yeah. was probably a year old at the time, maybe. So he's still in that skinny stage. Yeah, I mean, he's half. He was half the size he is now. He's a yeah. But I mean, how many people can say they were almost anchored to death? True. Well, how many people can say they've ever been hit in the head with an anchor? Yeah. yeah but true. it's it's got a cool little pattern. Like I said, it's kind of like a little lightning bolt, like a Harry Potter. <laughs> I'm going to start calling you Harry Potter. Harry Potter. <laughs> that should have been your nickname. Why the hell did we come up with left hand? What, Harry Potter? Yeah. Just called you Harry. I smell a costume for Halloween this year. I do too. <laughs> we'll do a theme show. Now, big question, at least for us two. Do y'all tee any guns? Uh, we're actually just starting that, which is um, it's something we haven't done in the past. Um, We'd like to be the first. <laughs> this year, we... Uh, you know, they allowed me and a couple other guys to really handle all the social media aspects. I mean, before January 1st, all we ever had was a Facebook. Um, after that, we now have a pretty active YouTube page. Um, I run all the Instagram stuff for the company, so we're very blessed that we have almost 7,000 followers, um, you know, in such a short period of time. But, 
you know, we're, we're getting into that. Um, I'm going to probably try to put together some kind of YouTube shoot this year, hopefully, where, you know, we invite, yeah. we invite guys out, but like, listen, if you can get here, you know, you're more than welcome to come shoot up the ammo and enjoy and make videos. What was that? That was my, uh, my Facebook. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> sound like somebody's going. Mm. Ironically, you're sitting there talking about LWRC social media, and you start getting Facebook messages. Yeah, it happens. Perfect. But yeah, that's uh, that's the plan. I'd like to do a YouTube shoot this year, invite everybody out, and you know they can take a tour of the factory and see you know what's really behind it because people have all these ideas and glitz and glamour of what a a gun factory is, and it's really not. It's a bunch of machines and people, and you know it's nowhere near as like uh, Willy Wonka as you think. Willy Wonka. <laughs> you mean you you're what? not going to open the door and say, welcome to my factory? <laughs> when we got a tour of the Glock factory, I mean, that was that was Willy Wonka-ish. That was very Willy Wonka-ish. Yeah. Those guys are awesome. I have a bunch of good friends that work there, and I love those guys. Ashley and Connie mm-hmm. and um, Chris. Chris. Josh. And Ed. And Ed. They yeah. kind of gave us the royal treatment down there. We don't know yeah. why, but it was fun. I'm not questioning guys. it. I I'm just hope either. they have us back. Yeah, man. If you're ever up this way and you want some good seafood and see some cool guns, you are more than welcome to give me a call and stop by. Hey, are you going to the uh, NRA convention? I will be there, yes. Uh, this cool. is the first. Because it's in my territory that I work, I will I will be there this year. So I'm very, very excited about it. Anybody listening, if you're coming, please please come by and say hello. Um, I love to I, – I rip selfies with people. You know, put them up on our Instagram. You know, I'm, I'm all about building personal connections. We're with definitely people. going to get some selfies with you. Awesome. I'm, I'm so in. Because we're the only two people listening right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, because we're going to be there. And I definitely want to, because we didn't get a chance last year to, uh, to do an interview with you guys. We want to do one this year. Yeah, definitely. Dude, Chacha this year was crazy. I know Shot it, man. Was, and this was our first time. So we imagine how Imagine how discombobulated we were. Yeah, did you try to hit a million things and yes. didn't get through any of it? <laughs> no, yeah, pretty much. Yes and no. We I, we had all these big plans of getting these things accomplished, and we're like, uh, oh my god, we're so unorganized. <laughs> and then by Wednesday night, I'm sick. His legs freeze up, and we can go to any up. functions. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, by Thursday afternoon, I have no voice. It's it's like it's miserable. It's like you torture. You know what's going to happen, but you're like, I got to do it anyway. So, you know, Monday through Thursday was uh, was really, really busy with people coming by and talking, you know, and seeing dealers and meeting people. Friday is always usually the day to kind of relax because there's usually not that many people. So that's that's when I get to go around and see all the new stuff. So yeah, it's uh, it's always a fun, you know, seven days in Vegas. It's funny because we, we would have kept going if our bodies hadn't shut down. Oh, yeah. So we were that, just, you we want were to pushing. Next year to help you survive? What's that? Okay. Buy a good pair of, sh- of of walking shoes. Like mm-hmm. spend spend good money on them. If it costs you 120 bucks, it's worth it. Yeah. I'm gonna get a pair of those like thick old diabetic shoes. I may look like Frankenstein, but damn Dude, it, my feet will feel good. Gelling like a felon. <laughs> my feet uh, didn't hurt. It was just my legs cramped up. Yeah, right. but that's all. That's all from walking on concrete. And this, you know, uh, other than that, um, hand sanitizer. Yep. Is a thing. I don't. Hey. Um, Hey, dude, I bump fist. I don't shake hands. I bump Everybody fist. we know, like our YouTube buddies, got sick. I got. I ended up with pneumonia. Left hand, did not get sick, and I made fun of him for fist bumping people. And guess what I'm doing next year? Um, I, I took amoxicillin, which is um, mm-hmm. you know, medicine that helps bring my immune system up. That, um, 
vitamin C, um, airborne, you know, you got to be heavily medicated the whole time. Yeah. I mean, I was taking, I was drinking, um, airborne, like the, the drinkable tabs mm-hmm. throughout the show. I took, um, augmentin in the morning just to, to kind of, you know, make myself feel better. And, you know, it, it was good this year. I didn't get sick afterwards and get a flu shot like a month before. Yeah, I don't that's, do flu shots. That, that was the deciding factor for me. Because last year I was like, yeah, I don't want, I don't want that stuff in my body. I don't want to take a, a flu vaccine. And I was, I was the man. I was like, yeah, I'll be fine. I can handle it. And then the week, at, like the day I got back, I came into the office. I was there for three hours and got the entire factory sick. Oh, yeah, you're Mr. Popular, weren't you? <laughs> so this year I was like, man, I'm gonna swallow my pride. I was like, give me that flu shot. I'll take it right now. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, fist fist bump. That's the way to go. Nah, dude, you got to go with the elbow bump now. The elbow bump. The elbow bump. We gotta, we gotta mix it up a we little. We gotta bit. come up with something crazy. Let's do chest bump, everybody. S- side shoulder, <laughs> side shoulder. <laughs> Noggin bump. <laughs> so we have trivia questions that we do with our guests, and do you have a trivia question LWRC related that you can throw out to our listeners? It's gonna be an easy one, but you gotta go read Recoil to find it out. Okay. Give me the overall length with stock fully extended of our new PDW. I know, I know. <laughs> so, Adam, what what will they win if they uh, get this right? You will win an elbow bump from me, first off, uh, <laughs> nice. which is huge. That's worth a lot of money now. Um, whoever wins, I'll give them a, uh, one of our trucker hats and a sticker pack and some other cool stuff. We'll, uh, we'll make it definitely worth your while. That's some sweet little swag right there. Yeah, that'd be nice, nice little gift pack. So, uh, guys, make sure you check out the... Uh, let me make sure I get the right month on this. Uh, yep. Do they put what month it is on their issues? It's this month, so I guess it's got to be March. I think it was last month, isn't it? Uh, it it's the current, uh, yeah, I guess the current right. recoil, yeah. Yeah, current recoil. It's the one with the big white rifle on it. Yeah, you can't miss it. It's, it's uh, like a snowstorm. big white. Gun. Yeah, it's it's cool. You can't miss it. It's it's the most recent issue out, so yeah. check it out. And we have not gotten a single answer for Jay's trivia question. So go back, listen to that episode. Uh, during his video with Coasty Mike, Coasty Mike uh, what morale patch is he wearing on his um, plate carrier? And what is the origin of that phrase? And what is the oh, origin man, of that phrase? I was standing right there. Why don't I know this? <laughs> <laughs> we haven't got a single answer to that. Make sure you go check that out. Yeah, because he's giving away, away a t-shirt cool, and cool ass t-shirt, I think. stickers or something. Yeah, yeah. I tried. I tried actually uh, hanging out with him when I was up in Milwaukee last weekend, mm-hmm. but just timing and everything, we couldn't make it happen. But I'll be out there soon enough. You know, he's a he's an awesome dude to deal with. He's 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 really fun. He seems like it, man. We had a good time with him on the show. Can't is, wait to meet him. Is Tennessee your territory? Yes, actually, I handle uh-huh. uh, everything from Wisconsin, Michigan, all the way down to. Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi. Well, let us know when you're in Tennessee again, yep. and we'll make it a point to hook up for lunch or something. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I got to get out there because I got a bunch of good dealers. Um, you know, I want to go see like the Outpost Armory and mm. you know, stuff like that. Have you, have you been to Nashville? I can't get them to call me back. I'll give them your number, dude. Come down, and we'll, we'll personally you introduce you. Well, dude, I need an excuse to come down there if I could. That's your excuse, business, dude. Come, and we're going to get you in the Nashville Armory. Love to get those guys on board. I hear great things about them. Adam, how do people get in touch with you guys? Uh, you can either give us a call at the factory. You can shoot us an email at sales at lwrci.com. Uh, we have a Facebook page. Um, our Instagram is just lwrci. Um, please check us out on Facebook. Again, it's just lwrci. 
you know, we're, we're really trying to push it and bring stuff out to the, you know, to the masses. That way they can, you know, they know who we're dealing with or you know who you're dealing with and you know what you can get. And we put all kinds of promos and, you know, fun giveaways and new videos of products we're just releasing and limited stuff. So it's definitely something we're trying to progress and build and, uh, it's in the very infancy now. So, you know, if you guys could, you know, check us out and, you know, follow, subscribe, whatever you guys can, and we'll make, you know, we'll have a good time the whole way. And you guys can link to them from uh, our website and our Facebook page as well. I'd like to thank ICE Training, ICETraining.us. That's Rob Pincus, our buddy mentor over there. Our buddy mentor? Buddy mentor. <laughs> he mentors us on friends. Our friend and mentor. He over teaches there. us how to make friends. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing you, a good job at it. Yeah, yeah. He is. See, before before we met Rob, I would have walked up to you in in at the You're ITS kidding. party and just stared yeah. at you. Dude, did you check out that creepy woman in white behind you? Yeah, see, I would have looked like her before we had a buddy mentor. <laughs> she had a stare that just looked right through you yes. and I was like I'm like, wow, either this chick's been to Fallujah like 87 times <laughs> or like has real Who bad daddy issues. It was the creepiest thing ever and like I'd be looking at her, and then she'd just turn those laser beams on me, and I'd instantly look away in shame. I'm those like, oh. laser beams. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good time. Uh, we like to thank U.S. Elite Gear, us-elitegear.com. Also, All or Nothing Tattoo Studios, allornothingtattoo.com, and their gun-friendly merchandise store, strangleholdmerch.com. Is that Brandon Bond's place? Yep. Dude, I would kill to have a tattoo from him. He I, is amazing. He does tattoo for guns. Mm. Maybe a trade will happen. Maybe a trade. Let me know when you want to. We, we, can, make, we can make introductions for guns, too. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> I'll hook it up for guns. <laughs> We'd like to thank Holder and Green Professional Real Estate Services, HG Press, for all your Middle Tennessee real estate needs. Give those gun-loving, friendly guys a call at 1-800-615-1840, extension Pew, 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 pew. Two, 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 two. Tons of codes that we've got. We've got clutchdefense.com. You've got talkinglead68 is the code there. You've got next level readiness. You've got it's TL58 is the discount code there. The new one from ammoho.com. Ammoho <laughs> uh, is just talking lead, one word. And Savoie Leather, S O V O Y Leather.com is also talking lead. Jeremiah is another great dude. Peace kicks ass us elite uh, you can go and you can use the discount code talking lead all one word also go to our website click on the combat flipfops.com link it'll take you there and you can buy any other awesome awesome stuff adam you said you had a pair yeah they make your uh, your toesies and feet feel amazing toesies yep i'm not a big shoe guy if it was up to me i'd live in 70 degree weather and wear flip-flops and boat shorts all day and call your toes toesies all right. Well, Adam, thanks for coming on the show, man. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. I, uh, I hope uh, I didn't embarrass anybody enough, and uh, hopefully you guys will have me back one day. I'll just make sure the next time I run into you in public, I'm sitting down. Dude, if you could do me a favor and just stand behind me for like... I'll walk up first. Yeah. <laughs> stand behind me for 15 minutes, breathing heavy and looking creepy. <laughs> just so people are like, what the hell is going on with that guy? I'm like, yeah, bodyguard, what's up? <laughs> what's up? <laughs> My bodyguard squatch. <laughs> Body squatch. Yeah, it's like, uh, you ever see Crocodile Dundee? He's uh-huh. like, I don't need a gun, I've got a doink. <laughs> and as always, left hand, keep, keep your loved ones, ones close. And your firearms... Closer?